Welcome back to StarCast Jack and Marks, the only Dallas Stars fan-led podcast. Along with Chris Chambers, I'm Ryan Chambers. Today's episode is brought to you by Cowboys. Howdy. I was doing my segment, and you just interrupted. You didn't let me say howdy. So you're just going to... Rude. I'm going to finish it anyway now. Today's episode is brought to you by Cowboys Talk, the Dallas Cowboys discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. Alex Alcazaz, a.k.a. the Bear of Texas, will give his thoughts and takes of the Dallas Cowboys, telling you the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, whether it's good or bad. He will let you know all about America's team. Go and check him out. Uh, He's got a great podcast going on, and we are proud to be sponsored by him today. Yeah, he gave us shout-out. We give him shout-out. Yay, yay, yay. Yeah, it was cool. Anyways. Sad Cowboys fan, though. Okay, continue. Yeah, uh, well, can we just, let's just talk about Dak for a second. Uh, man, that poor guy. <laughs> That's sad. Okay, <laughs> moving on. Man, and no, 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 I got to mention more about him. He, I mean, he was literally on a pace to, like, break the passing yards record for the season. And then everyone's all got all this hype about him and that he's doing really well this year. And then that nasty... I, I couldn't watch it more than once. I watched it once, and then uh, I forgot what network it was on. Whatever network freaking it was on. I like, kept replaying it and replaying it and zooming in and like, look at how bad this is. I'm just like, dude, stop. So. Yeah, I just saw a picture of it and I almost threw up. So Yeah, I know. Can't relate. And, well, huge shout out to him. Uh, good luck to him, and we'll be missing him for the rest of the season, and I'm sure he'll come back and do just as well next season okay anyways so let's get to what we're going to talk about this evening so we kind of focused yeah we kind of focused in on the stars a little bit and uh even from last week it's kind of maybe i shouldn't be too concerned but uh gary and hence still have not been signed uh are you concerned at all or is that just a rfa thing uh, I think that's an RFA thing. I I think it actually happens a lot. I'm more excited about the fact that Roddick got signed so quickly. I think that yes. was the bigger deal. And he is signed now. He is locked down. And I think if we get Gurry and Hints, like I think we easily will, then I think the uh, the offseason will be a success for the Stars. Yeah. Um. And I mean, we all knew that it was coming because he didn't file for arbitration. So we assumed that something was coming. And then literally the day after we re-released the episode, it's like, oh, Fox assigns a five-year contract. All right, great. And it was just over $3 million, which is about kind of where we expected it. So Lower than I thought, actually. So I, I, yeah, I agree with not, you. I, not I, too much lower, but he still – I think he could have gotten more. But I'm uh, he, glad he didn't take it. <laughs> I think he could have gotten up to four million, possibly, depending on what yeah. team really needed a player of his caliber. From his social media posts, it seemed like he genuinely likes playing for Dallas. So I think yeah, that's good I, for us. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I didn't see him going anywhere, anyways. Okay, so we talked about the stars a little bit. Um, I'm slightly worried about those two players, but at the same time, you know, we got a long time to get them figured out. Um, what I want to talk about is some of the trades and some of the free agent signings now that it's been a little over a week since free agency hit. Um, it, boy, was it weird with it starting on October 9th instead of July 1st. 
really strange. Um, anyways, we got a lot of signings to talk about. So I, th- I think the first player I'm going to mention in pretty obvious, which was the big fish of this free agent market, Alex Petrangelo Petro leaves the blues and he joins the golden Knights with a seven year contract, $61.6 million. And it's an AAV of about 8.8 and he gets the no movement clause. Um, what do you think about that signing Christian? Uh, good for the, good for the Knights, I guess. I mean, they had, they had, they're one of the few teams that had the money still. They freed up a little bit more money with some of the other trades and some of the other things they let go. And I, I think Petrangelo is a great player. He should still stay great for seven more years. Like everyone's expecting him to keep playing to the caliber he has been, which has been outstanding. So it's a good signing for them overall. I don't think he ever wanted to leave St. Louis, to be honest with you. But I think it started kind of getting into his brain that he was not going to stay in St. Louis after they went out and got Justin Falk at the beginning of last season. And they signed Justin Falk to this extension. And he's kind of like, okay, where's my money going to come from if y'all are going to keep me? And uh, the answer is nowhere. Right. And and <laughs> it didn't happen. Um and then also on top of that, uh, I guess that, you know, they said, oh, well, you know, just because we signed Tory Krug. What was that? <laughs> I think Chris's roommate is having a little bit too much fun out there. <laughs> Anyways. I uh, love college. I know, right? <laughs> Inty ways, as Christian throws his shoes across the room. With the whole Petro thing, after they signed Tory Krug, I think that was the end of the negotiations right there. And and even St. Louis came out and said, "Oh, well, just because we signed Tory Krug doesn't mean we can't sign Petrangelo too." And like, whatever, whatever. Yeah, you were you were trying to get Krug because you knew that Petro was going to go somewhere else. Yeah. Now, uh. This signing is getting a lot of heat right now, especially from Vegas Which players. One? The Krug one or the Petrangelo one? No, the Petrangelo one. Krug, the Krug one is great for for St. Louis because yeah, I think so too. They're not getting a huge caliber player like Petrangelo. Petrangelo is a number one defenseman, but Krug is a it's it's he's a good fill-in for what they lost. Yeah, well, what are you going to say about Petrangelo? Anyway, so with Petrangelo, there seems to be this thing in Vegas that it's more about a business than anything, which is, okay, that's fine, but they're not, it, they're getting this, like, stigma, Vegas is, to there's not much loyalty from the administration, from the upper management to their players. Because, like, when they were talking about Petrangelo and getting him signed. And that was the big worst kept secret for free agency. They were throwing out all these players that they were looking at about trading. And uh, eventually it ended up being Nate Schmidt that got moved out, which we'll talk about that in a second. in one of the trades, I think that's a huge steal for Vancouver, but uh, his $5.9 million cap hit got, got moved out and moved up to, uh, Vancouver, but the, I mean, there was like there was rumors that 
Pacioretty was going to be traded, possibly March or so. And obviously the Fleury rumors were just left and right trying to get rid of him. And then also on top of that, they were talking about Riley Smith, uh, possibly getting rid of him. So they've got this stigma to them now that Vegas is not loyal to their players. So even though we may sign you to a three, four, five, six-year deal or whatever, you may not necessarily be here for all those years. Yeah. Which I, mean, I which I guess is fine, but at the same time, it's giving them a bad reputation. What, what do you think? Is you think that's stupid? Yeah, I think it's stupid. <laughs> for for the big guys, if if you're a big free agent and you're actually worried about them moving you, the NHL has this great thing called a no movement clause where they can't. And that's what move Petro you. got. And that's what Petro got, and that's what pretty much anyone who's going to sign there long-term could easily get. And -hmm. if you're a lower player, then you're going to be able to be moved around, and that's going to happen. If they can upgrade their player, they should do it. Like, (laughs) Noah, who was the guy that they – you just said his name. The guy they moved – yeah. No offense to Schmidt. He's a good defenseman. He's a great defenseman. Yeah, he's no Petrangelo. Yeah, but well, let, let's talk about this on the flip side. So, yes, obviously, Petrangelo is the better defenseman over Nate Schmidt, and that that's obvious. But don't you think that messes with the chemistry of the team? Nate Schmidt has been there from the very, very beginning, and he's been a big part of the reason why Vegas has the done team, so well. The team's existed for three whole years, <laughs> so but, but, I don't the, think there's a chemistry in the team yet. Like... In signing a big guy, all that says to the other guys in the dressing room is, we're giving you guys to win. Go win. So I I understand the argument from chemistry and stuff, and it's fun to think about guys playing with guys that they like to play with. But if you're getting a better hockey player and you're still on the nights, you're happy about it. And you think that guy gives you a better chance to win, which I think he does, then you're happy. All right, well, that's a that's a good segment for the Golden Knights. I'm kind of on the opposite side of you. I kind of think that uh, it's going to mess with their chemistry. And I, I think we saw that with the playoff series against the Stars. There were, there were some chemistry issues there that with all these big names that they brought in, Pacioretty and Stone and now Petrangelo. And I, I think it's just going to screw with their uh, – Screw with their chemistry a little bit. I mean, it got them to the conference finals again, so. <laughs> and yeah, and honestly, two years ago, they probably should have been in the conference finals or the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. So. San, San Jose was gifted. They were gifted that conference final. Uh, when you can't kill penalties. But whatever. We're yeah, not that's talking true. about that. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. not talking about that. Dang but, it, yeah, Cody Egan. The, the Knights have been good. For all three years, honestly, I think last last year's team was better than even the previous two, even the Stanley Cup final team. So and they just hit a rough spot; they couldn't play at all. But yeah, I, I don't think the it's caps. an issue. Yeah, the, the Caps would not be denied that year either. Okay, anyways, so let's go to the let's go to another free agent that was available this year. Tori Krug signs with the Blues at. at for seven years at forty-five point five million dollars. 
So that is a significantly smaller cap hit than Petrangelo. Do you think this is a good move by the St. Louis Blues? Yeah, I love that trade by the or that signing by the Blues. It, it it's really it's really a good one because Krug isn't known as a bigger defenseman like Petrangelo is a little bit bigger, so he's more of a well-rounded defenseman. That's why he's been a Norris candidate so many times. But Krug can make plays, so I I think that's going to be a really exciting addition to a very structured Blues team. He can spark some offense whenever the team's in a rut, which we have seen happen multiple times. So if his team is on a long losing streak, he can he can be one of the guys to pull him out of it. So I think it's a good signing. Definitely a huge discount. Let's you get more depth on the back end that they already have, and they can keep that going. So there was some really funny stuff on Twitter that was going on. So if for those of you that don't remember, back in the 2019 Stanley Cup Final, when St. Louis was playing against Boston, uh, Krug really angered all of St. Louis with his big open ice hit on the blue center, Robert Thomas. And there was a lot of speculation about that monster hit that there should have been like a, a charging penalty or something like that. And then uh, later on, on uh, October 9th, after Krug signed in, in St. Louis, Robert Thomas posted on Twitter. He's like, did we just become best friends? Question mark. And it's got a picture <laughs> of him hitting Robert Thomas. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely awesome. I love hockey players when they do stuff like that. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Right. Like, <laughs> that guy could very easily be still angry at Krug, but like he's like, okay, we got a guy who can help us with. He's happy. Like <laughs> that—that's how hockey players work. If they're getting closer to winning a Stanley Cup, they're happy. Right. Agreed. And they're getting paid. That too. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Okay. Now let's talk about another free agent that completely shocked everybody. I feel like uh, Taylor Hall. Yeah. What the heck? He goes to <laughs> I get COVID, I guess, right? I mean, it's 2020. Right. Um, he goes to, of all places, of all places, probably the team that really needed somebody like this to help them get their mood up and help them a little bit. He goes to the Buffalo Sobers for one year at $8 million. What is now Buffalo that, doing? What are, I, what, I don't know. What are I don't they know. doing? What are they doing? They don't have a team. They have a guy who they're trying to build it around. And they're like, you know what we could do? We can just feel better about ourselves the next year. We can sign Taylor Hall for one year. Like, what are you? Like, why not? Yeah. That's what it felt like they did. They were like, hey, Taylor Hall's willing to sign a one-year deal. Why don't we do that? It, it, this trade seems so stupid. Like, Well, what that tells me is that the market that Taylor Hall was expecting for himself was not there. So... Maybe the money was there from from certain teams. Maybe several teams gave him like seven million or eight million or six and a half or whatever, but that the term was definitely not there. Yeah, it, it's a fine deal for Hall, especially if he's trying to wait for next season to see if the economy gets a quick bounce back and the cap can go back up quicker than expected. But right. Like, what is Buffalo doing? <laughs> you know, I I thought about that when I first heard it. I I went on Melody Martin's YouTube channel because she's a huge Buffalo Sabers, Buffalo Bills fan. If you haven't seen her YouTube video or her YouTube channel, go check it out. She's really good, and she, and her videos are great. But she was really confused too. But it makes a lot of sense. This signing does, and it makes more sense now that I've looked into it. So first off, Please it's explain. a one. <laughs> first first off, it's a one year deal, right? That's one of the bad parts. (laughs) That's one of the bad, but it's beneficial for both teams. 
because it gets some it i i think that buffalo wants it to be long term and i think they want it to be maybe oh, not eight maybe not eight years but definitely longer than that but here's the the upside for hall he gets to play for ralph krueger so ralph krueger was his was his coach when he was in edmonton before he got traded to new jersey and he felt like he learned a lot under Ralph Kruger, and he liked Ralph Kruger. So yeah, again, that's good one for thing. Hall. But what's Buffalo doing? <laughs> well, but okay. Well, and again, here's here's another thing for Hall. For Hall, it allows him to get to play with arguably one of the best centers in the game, and Jack Eichel. And Jack, if you're Jack Eichel, you love this deal. This is great because you get to play with a player of arguably his same caliber in his star talent and his superstar status and stuff like that. And, you know, if you're the Buffalo Sabres, then you get a year of this guy. I mean, there, there's no risk to it at all. I mean, for, for the eight sta- million dollars. Yeah, but they had the cap. They had the cap and they were like, That's well, the problem. They're supposed to, they need to spend the cap on someone who can <laughs> help Eichel for more than a year. Yeah, but that's, I mean, why not spend... I mean, why not spend it on a guy like Taylor Hall and convince him and convince Jack Eichel that, hey, we're really trying. We're really trying to get to that next step. And I, I feel really bad for Sabres fans because uh, it they that franchise is just in a whack job. It's in a, yeah, <laughs> they're wasting that, for lack of a better. Yeah, that's that is a very good point. They're wasting Eichel's years, kind of just like uh, Edmonton is just. Except Edmonton had a good year this year. They just sucked in the bubble playoffs. And uh, that's not the case for the Sabres. So I need to stop saying Sabres or Sabres. Yeah, but like, I, I just wish they would have picked up a younger guy who was a free agent who could have proven himself. Or even an older guy, like a, a, like Clifford. Pick up Kyle Clifford. That's a guy who has played well in the past who could play well with Eichel. Like, there, there was other guys that could have played with him. That just it doesn't make sense to you. Eight million is a lot of money for one year. So I, I, I think it. I think it's great. I think it's a great signing for both sides. I, I really it's do. A great signing for Taylor Hall, <laughs> and I think the Sabers are once again dumb. I mean, unless they sign, unless they're planning on signing him next year, and like Taylor Hall gave them. Like said that he's most likely going to do that, but like at, I don't know. Well, I I, th- I think it's great. I re- I really do. So Chris thinks bad. Hot take. Hot Next. take. <laughs> we should have just left it at that. Chris think bad. Ryan think good. End of story. Okay. All right. And then this one's not really a free agent signing, but we're just gonna go ahead and mention it. Oh, big surprise! Guess who resigned with the Golden Knights? Their goaltender, Robin Leonard, at the exact. Term and dollar amount that was mentioned back when he was still playing. <laughs> so the the five years at twenty five million dollars is exactly what he signs for. Good signing. Uh, yeah, I think it's good for both of them. I mean, the only person that kind of sucks for is Flurry, but <laughs> I, I think Vegas now has the second best goalie tandem in the league in Robin Leonard and Flurry. I think Dallas is still first there, but they're gonna have a great goaltending. No matter who's in net, so back to backs, they should have a good record, and yeah, I think that's a good signing for them. Lots of money in goaltending right now, though. Yeah, for a lot of teams, actually. 
Uh, speaking of a lot of money and goaltending, like goaltending wins a lot of games. Huh, <laughs> Montreal, just go ask Montreal what's going on. Uh, they went out and traded for Jake Gallen, so they're spending a lot more money this year than they will next year. They signed, they extended Jack Al- Jake, Jack Allen, Jake Allen to a two-year. I think it was like two and a half million, something like that. So a good signing for them. So I mean, there's another good tandem. Okay, here's another one. Tyler Toffoli. Tyler Toffoli. He goes to Montreal for a four-year, $17 million contract. Yay or nay? I mean, again, I don't... The Canadians just, they don't have any depth behind them. They're not building any guys up. All their fans are saying they are, but no. (laughs) Not really. I'm not seeing it at all. And... Toffoli's all right. He's a good second liner, but I, I don't know. It's a it's a weird deal, and we're going to talk about another weird weird deal that the Canadians do later. But ca- Canadians and Buffalo confusing me. I, I think I think this is a great signing, other than the other one that we're hinting at. Um, Tyler Toffoli is a proven playoff performer. He did that with Los Angeles, and I think that's what Montreal needs. Um, I think they showed in the bubble playoffs that they're a better team than people give them credit for. And uh, specifically, Kotkaniemi and Suzuki uh, really, you know, kind of shown in the playoffs. So they're, and I think that's why the Canadians have been really, really active in this offseason. Uh, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's keep talking. Okay, uh, Jacob Markstrom, goaltender. He signs a six-year deal with the Flames. For thirty-six million dollars. Yeah, so, I think that's I think that's a great deal for both sides. I think Markstrom's getting paid, and I think the Flames are patching what they don't have, which is defense. <laughs> so Markstrom's getting thrown into the fire. <laughs> and wow. Let's see how just, he does just, there. Wow. <laughs> just, just wow. And you sit here and make fun of my jokes and tell tell me how stupid I am with that my jokes. That one was funny. Noah. That was a that was a straight dad joke. You are still you are still nineteen. You're not allowed to say stuff like that. That was so funny. Okay, okay. what do you what do you think about it? Uh, I think it's great. Um, like you said, Markstrom gets paid. He goes from like a three point four six or something like that cap hit, and he makes almost double that in Calgary. So that's great for him. And I think this gives Calgary the first real number one goaltender since uh, Mika Kiprasov retired back in 2013. So they haven't really had a great goaltender. I mean, they've had like the David Riddick and the Cam Talbots and stuff like that, who signed in Minnesota, by the way. Another active team, which I'm kind of like, wait, what? Minnesota's another team that's kind of all over the place talking. So, okay, anyway, so that's Jacob Markstrom. So another speaking of the Flames, um, TJ Brody. TJ Brody of the Flames. He's a really good power play quarterback. He signs with the Maple Leafs for four years at $20 million. So that's five AA, five million AAV. Um, what do you think of that signing? Pretty good? Uh, I mean, I think the Maple Leafs just keep taking stuff, throwing it at the wall, and seeing if it sticks. And if it doesn't, they just <laughs> scrape it off, pick some more up, and throw it back at the wall. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's what keeps happening. Maybe it'll. I mean, it's a, he's a good player. I think it's a fine signing, but I, like, 
the, the Maple Leafs aren't, it's not obvious what they're building, right? They're just kind of going for it. <laughs> right, right. Um, Let's see, who else is on this list that we could talk about? Okay, let's talk about some of the goaltenders that, that have moved around. It was a uh, goalie musical chairs this year in free agency. Um, Cam Talbot goes to the Minnesota Wild. And the Minnesota Wild get him for three years at $11 million per. So that's about a little over $3 million per year. Um, what, do you, what do you think? Eh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of the same. Uh, I, I'm. It is an upgrade over... Devin Dubnik, who got traded, but... Only kinda. (laughs) Yeah, only kinda. Now, I I really like this next goaltender signing. So, Braden Holtby goes to the Canucks for two years at $8.6 million total. So, that's $4.3 per year. Um, I, I think this is a great signing. I know that a lot of Vancouver fans are really upset with the whole, you know, we lost... Markstrom, we lost Stetcher, we lost Tenav, and you know losing all these other players and Markstrom. But you know this is not a bad you know consol. Uh, what's what's the word I'm thinking of, Chris? Consolidation price. Consolation. Consolation price. Sorry, that, that's the word I was thinking. Consolidation. Consolidate. The <laughs> Consolidate. Consolidate them all. Oh, good lord. Okay, uh, consolation price. So. Holby is a good goaltender, right? Yeah. Um. Now the situation there in Vancouver is going to be really weird with the whole one A one B thing with Demko, but th- obviously Demko is looked at as being the the next starter, right? And he's already yeah. good enough to be a starter, in my opinion. And I think he well, showed that in the playoffs. Yeah, we saw we saw some of it. Yeah, that was incredible. If he if he plays like that, then definitely. But like, yeah, we, but we don't know. Now, what the great thing about the Braden Holtby signing is that if he is not ready for that Demko, then Braden Holtby is more than capable of stepping in and being that number one starter. He, he's the security blanket. Yep, and he's Demko. and he's also able to teach Demko, uh, you know, how to be better professional. And I mean, he's a Stanley Cup winning goaltender. He only he won the cup only two years ago. It wasn't that long ago that he won the cup, so he knows what it takes to get there. So I really like the signing by Vancouver. Yep. Okay, um, I think that's enough for for free agent signings. I mean, there's a ton of them on here, um, uh, but but just a couple more notables that have not been signed yet as of you know October 18th at 11 p.m. Um, Ilya Kovachuk, Mike Hoffman still has not been signed, which that really surprises me. Uh, Mike Hoffman, um, Sammy Vatanen, Mikhail Granlund. Travis Hamanick, that's a really good defenseman. Eric Halla, I mean, there's a lot of good players on this, you know, group that still have not been signed yet. Um, now that this is going to be a, a weird one for for me. There's there's actually two more I want to mention because I'm looking further down this list, and it's some really old guys going to teams, and it's going to look really weird to see them in different colors. Um, first off. Another goaltender, Henrik Lundqvist. Where does he go? He goes to the Capitals. That's going to be weird. Yeah, that's weird. (laughs) That's going to be so weird to see him in red, white, and blue. And of all things, playing with Samsonov. 
and Actually, he signs he's the... already wearing red, white, and blue. He's just wearing more red now. Yeah, it's just weird. <laughs> but like, well, their version of red, white, and blue. So he gets signed to a uh, one year, and I think it was one point five million, if I remember correctly. Yep, one point five million. Yeah. Um, good signing, bad signing. Sure. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we needed a goalie. We'll take Lundqvist. Yep. Yeah, that works. <laughs> sure. And that's significantly less than his $8.5 million, right, that he was making? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. A little okay. Bit. All right, and then this is going to be the weirdest, weirdest of them all. And this one just happened a couple days ago. Jumbo Joe, of all people, he decides to leave San Jose, and he's going to the Toronto Maple Leafs. For one year at league minimum seven hundred thousand dollars. What do you think of that? Sure. <laughs> I, I, I mean That's it's like what's that? like what's he gonna do? Probably nothing. <laughs> but I mean... Well, my thing is is that they've already got Jason Spezza. Well you got so, two old guys now. You got two old guys two on old on your fourth line. <laughs> Sounds now, good to me. Now, I honestly, I'm Those starting to sound like to, the stars. I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> they're starting to get an old, be an older team. Now, uh, well, I'll I'll hang on to that, but when we get to the next segment, okay. So, a couple trades that we're going to talk about. Um, looking at the bottom of this trade, I think the biggest trade that the first big trade that happened is that the Columbus Blue Jackets traded Max Domi a 2023rd round pick to the Montreal Canadiens in exchange for Josh Anderson. So yeah, it seemed like... Both, Mon- Go ahead. These were both RFAs that they right. traded to each other because they weren't going to sign. So that's why they traded. Now you can go. <laughs> well, with the... This, this trade really confused me. Because first off, I think Max Domi is the better forward over Josh Anderson. Agreed. And then, and then Columbus also got... Max Domi, along with a 2020 third-round pick. Confused. So, and I mean, third-round picks don't really have a huge chance of making the NHL. Third-round picks like, are pretty good. But they can be, right. Yeah, they have like a 12-13% chance of making the NHL. That's typically the odds they see. But what was even more confusing is what happened later. So Max Domi signed a two-year contract for about 5.3 AAV. I think that's about right. And then Josh Anderson... What on earth is Mark Bergevin thinking? He signs Josh. Yeah, he signs Josh <laughs> Anderson to a 5.5 AAV contract for seven years. Seven years. This is a guy who has been hurt recently, and he—I think he played. He got. He had like seven points last year because he missed most of the season. Dang, that's Not, good. I understand that the season before he scored 27 goals he, and he did, he he played great, but that's a lot of risk considering the guy was hurt for most of the season last year, especially for seven years. That's a, that's a big number. Yeah. It's crazy. In my opinion, I, I don't know what on earth he he's thinking. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So this, this leads me to my conclusion that the Canadians are stupid. And that they're going to <laughs> continue. They're going to continue to do the big suck and be bad for long times. <laughs> be bad for long times. Like there's, there's no, 
Like, how did the Blue Jackets get a third round pick out of them? Yeah, like if it had been it's, Max Domi and the same guy. Yeah, like like <laughs> Domi and Anderson is the same guy, except Domi's better because he played more recently and it's a safer pick. I don't get it. I really don't. They're the same person. Go figure. And I mean, I think it would have been okay if Max Domi had been traded for Josh Anderson, but the fact that Columbus also got a, a you know a draft pick out of it is just insane to me. It's dumb. Canadian yeah. stupid. Yeah. B- big dumb. All right. Well, let's go to a good move, in my opinion. So, Ottawa gets goaltender Matt Murray from the Pittsburgh Penguins in exchange for forward Jonathan Gruden, who is a decent. Yeah. I mean, he's. I don't know if he's going to make the NHL or not. And then a 2020 second round pick. So, this deal was made at the NHL draft. And. I think that's a great move for Ottawa. I mean, especially after, you know, Craig Anderson, that's the end of his career more than likely. I don't think he's going to sign anywhere else. But, I mean, we all think of Matt Murray being like this old guy. He's, but I he's don't. not. <laughs> but, he, he's, but he's just been around for forever. He's been around for five, six years, maybe five longer. Years. Yeah, five he, years. And he's only 26. Only yeah. 26, so he's not that he's, old. So I, I mean, I, I don't know who thought he was old. I didn't think he was old. There were some people on <laughs> on Twitter thinking like, "Why are they trading for this old guy?" And it's like he's not that old. Yeah. So not only are they getting a guy who's young, but they're also getting a guy who has won two Stanley Cups back to back in his first two years. Yeah. So he knows what it takes to get there. Yeah, uh, I think this is. I think it's a really good trade. I think it's going to be. Well, I think the best case scenario for the Senators is it's another situation like we had with Lettinen. So Lettinen was kind of – he played well in the beginning of his career, but then kind of got washed up and couldn't get a groove right. Hopefully he can restart in Ottawa and he can find what he had at the beginning of his career and just pick it right up and get going again. That that would be the best case scenario for, for both of them. So, yeah, I think, it's a, I think it's a good good trade. Good for Penguins too. They get some nice stuff. They yep. didn't. Murray, Murray's time was done in in Pittsburgh. That was kind of obvious to everyone who was there, especially the way the season ended. They had they had to change something. Murray was an obvious problem throughout the regular season too. He wasn't playing up to the caliber that a championship team needs, which the Penguins still are <laughs> if they get a if they get another good goalie in there quickly. But, well, they've got Trish and Jari, which, and they signed him to a three-year extension and everything. But I, I think this is, oh, I forget their their general manager's name. I think his name is Jim Rutherford. Um, but I think this is, they're starting to realize that hey, these guys are getting older, and they're, I mean, you know, this is one of their last chances to get a cup again with this core, with uh, you know, the Malkin and the Latang and the Crosby and. You know, all those players, this is one of their last chances to get that. Yep, So I, I think that's true. All right, so let's talk about uh, another good another good trade. And, yeah, guys, by the way, there's a lot more trades that I'm not saying, but just in the sake of time, because <laughs> we could be here for three hours talking yeah, about Yeah, we're this. not going to talk about all these trades. But, Most of them are boring. Yep, but one of the ones that I wanted to point out was the LA Kings are acquiring Elias uh, Anderson from the New York Rangers in exchange for a 2020 second round pick. So that was also done during the uh, second day of the NHL draft. 
And Lias Anderson, for those of you that don't know, he has had a rough time in New York, and he hated being there. He was their first-round pick several years ago, and he just wanted to get out of New New York. And with Los Angeles's, you know, the way that they're built, I, I think out of all the California teams, I think they're the one that's going to bounce back the quickest out of those all three of those teams. And I think this is just another piece, another young piece for them to build their oh excuse me, build their core around in Los Angeles with Byfield and you know, they've got all these other young guys that are coming up. So watch out for LA. Uh what do you think, Chris? I don't know enough about the situation. I defer to you. <laughs> Ryan's right. Listen to him. All right. Uh let's see here. Okay, here's here's a, a return to Winnipeg. So Winnipeg acquires center Paul Statsny from the VGKs in exchange for defenseman Carl Dahlstrom and a 2022 conditional fourth round draft pick. I hate conditional picks. Those are so stupid. I wish they would just be like, Jim we're giving you a, I I hate, (laughs) but they got rid of them in the new, the new uh, CBA. So I'm thankful for that. Anyways, not what we're talking about. Um, so Paul Statsny returns to Winnipeg, which where it looks like he's going to be their second line center again. And Vegas gets some cap relief, which at that time they were trying to entice uh, Petro to come to Vegas. Which so, so you think this is a good move for both teams? I think it is. I think it is. I th- it reminds me a lot of actually about the uh, about the stars with Alexiak. You kind of you kind of get sent away. I mean, the Jets didn't send him away this time, but they let him go. You know, mm-hmm. but and then he comes back, hopefully better. Which I think he's better. So he's a little bit older guy than Alexiak is. I think he's in his. He's mid, got the experience now. Mid thirties, yeah. And you know, honestly, Winnipeg is starting to look like a scary team again. They already were a scary team. Well, not even not this year. Not so I don't much. Like Winnipeg, but. But they're they're bolstering their defense more, and you know we all said, oh, their defense is gonna suck this year, and it actually wasn't that bad. Now part of that was Connor Hellebuck, but still Neil Pionk still did really well in uh, Winnipeg this year. So, okay, uh, oh gosh, there's like, okay, there's there's about four more that I want to talk about. Okay, so the Devils get Andreas Janssen from Toronto Maple Leafs in exchange for forward Joey Anderson. Um, this is just Kyle Dubas trying to reframe the bottom six for Toronto. Um, they had too many top six forwards. Andreas Janssen is projected to be a top six forward, and th- I think they just needed to also move some cap and some money out to get some cap relief. And uh, boy, has Toronto been busy this year too. Uh, what do you think, Chris? Not. <laughs> yeah, this is again Toronto picking up the stuff and throwing it at the wall and scraping some of it off. So yeah. Mm, yep. <laughs> Seeing what sticks. Um, Colorado gets Brandon Sod in exchange and defenseman Dennis Gilbert from Chicago in exchange for defenseman Nikita Zadorov and Anton Lindholm. So. Brandon Saad is going to Colorado. It's not like Colorado needed any more freaking offensive firepower. Now they've got another top six forward. And it's just insane. Uh, 
the the amount of moves that Colorado has done and how well they have picked up some some players. Yeah, that, that's a good one for Colorado. I think there was also some uh, there was talk about Chicago Blackhawks players very much not liking this trade. If that if if I'm thinking about that correct, is that right, Ryan? You're correct. Jonathan Taves was not happy with, especially with the fact that Corey Crawford was, you know, allowed to leave to go. Where did he go? New New Jersey. Yeah, something like that. But and yeah. Uh, yeah, he was not happy with the direction this team is going. Apparently. Yeah, I think uh, I think the Blackhawks are finally finally conceding. I think that's what this offseason is showing that they're kind of they're kind of going to go down into the bunker and start rebuilding that team. So. We'll see if some other big stuff happens from it from them if they completely blow it up. But I I've, I think they're done for now. We'll we'll see if they have any kind of decent hockey team left. <laughs> um, speaking of Colorado, uh, freaking Colorado! Not only did they go out and get a top six uh, forward, but they also went out and got Devon Taves. Yay! So, I, from the New York Islanders, and I love Devon Taves. He's, I mean, he would work. I would love to see him in Dallas. Obviously, that's not going to happen, at least he's now in Colorado. But he's in Colorado, and I think Devon Taves is a huge upgrade over Nikita Zadorov. Now, don't get me wrong, Zadorov was a very good defenseman for Colorado, but you know, Devon Taves is just an upgrade on that. And all they gave up was were two second round draft picks, so they didn't. They didn't even give up a first round draft pick. They gave up two second round draft picks for Colorado did for Devon Taves. So goodness gracious, man. I don't like Colorado anymore. They're scary. I, I know they're, uh, I, I think, I think they're really ticked off that they lost to us and they're like, we're going to make quadruple sure that nothing happens this year. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's gonna, the, yeah, the battle for the, the central conference if it's still the Central Conference this season, is going to be mad tough. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't believe. Uh, may, maybe we'll talk about it at the end of this podcast. But I think uh, we got that for another podcast. <laughs> yep. So last uh, defenseman, uh, or last defenseman, last trade for a defenseman, and last trade we'll mention. Uh, we already kind of mentioned it, but Vancouver acquired defenseman Nate Schmidt from the VGKs in exchange for a 2022 third-round draft pick. Now. In the in the depth chart for the Vancouver Canucks, some have projected him to be on the second pairing, and I'm just like, no, he's he's a first pairing defenseman for Vancouver. He's going to play with Quinn Hughes, and honestly, that is highway robbery for for Vancouver to only give up a third round pick. And I know they lost out on Troy Stetcher and Chris Tanev, but they got a huge upgrade in Nate Schmidt. He's a great defenseman. Yeah, I like that for the Canucks. It's a it's a good trade for a team that needed to move money. So they took advantage of that situation well, and I think they should be very happy with that. So if you had to pick your most improved team on paper this offseason, who are you picking that will you see the most improvement? What do you think? Uh, scarily, the Colorado Avalanche. <laughs> they're, they're, it, it's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> and they still, and they still have freaking cap space. Yeah, they I still have cap space. I don't know. Like, are they paying their players like 
peanuts or <laughs> like <laughs> I don't I don't know how they have such good players playing hockey for them, but yeah, it frustrating. <laughs> well, Bad I mean that helps. Stars. That helps when uh, Nathan McKinnon. I think he's only making like six million dollars, six six oh, and a half, something guy. like that. I know, but I mean, when you consider like like look at the big four in Toronto. Yeah, I, but, I know, know what you mean. I mean, like. And he's better than all of those players. Yeah. He's better than than Jonathan Tavares and Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews. He could probably be two of them at the same time. Right, exactly. <laughs> and he's sitting here getting six and a half million. So kind of okay. like our Haskinen deal. Yeah. Uh, well, that's that's for another. Good luck with that, Jim that. Bill. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay. I'm just because I'm curious. What do you think he's going to get? <laughs> Too much. <laughs> I'm looking maybe. Between six and eight million? I was thinking eight. <laughs> really? Yeah. Between six and eight million, probably seven, I would think. I think eight. So he's only hey, getting better and it's scary. Well, and and if you're gonna sign him for that m- amount of money, you better sign him for for eight years. Jim Nil, I hope you're listening to us. We're telling you how to do your job. <laughs> okay, and then I think my most improved team that I'm actually really excited to to watch, and I may actually root for him just because of who they have. Toronto. You're going to root for Toronto? I'm going to root for Toronto. <laughs> no, and... I hate you. <laughs> the... Kyle Dubas. on a wall team? Huh? Crap on a wall team? No. It, yes. I know a lot A lot of people make fun of Toronto for, for that's where people go to have to their hope die <laughs> for his Stanley Cup. But they got a lot of great pieces this offseason. They didn't change their big four. They kept their big four around. Now they got rid of Kapanen. They got rid of uh, several other other players and stuff. And they've got some issues as well. They still have to sign Mikheyev, who is also projected to be a top nine forward, possibly a top six. But, I mean, I got to root for him. And, I I mean, I think they're, they're the most improved because they Kyle Dubas went out. And he tried to fix his bottom six. And I think on paper he did that. Now we're just gonna have to wait and see what happens in this when the if and or when the season starts. They still can't play defense. <laughs> but the but I but they went out and they got a couple of defensemen and I mean it's the, gonna be the same team where they're gonna have to score five goals a game to win. So. Well, I I dis I disagree with that. And I think that, you know, with all the players that they had they're different. Their decor is completely different, which is a good thing compared to last yeah. year. Last year, keyword different. Keyword different, not better. Yes. We don't no, know. No, it, it was it's it was different. definitely better. I think it's better, and I think they're going to do better. And their bottom six forwards look better. They got Wayne Simmons. They've got Joe Thornton, and I think I'm just going to root for them because they've got Jason Spezza and Joe Thornton, and neither one of those poor guys. Neither one of them has a Stanley Cup, no, and I. Yeah, neither one of them do. Yeah, yeah, Jumbo Joe. That's a dead poor guy. No, he doesn't because he, uh, he he played in Ottawa for too long, and then he came to right. Dallas, and Dallas wasn't up there yet. They were on their way up there, but they weren't there yet. Yes, and then didn't help us at all. Yeah, well, I, the his first couple of years he did. He he had like a thirty goal season, like his first or second second year, but. Whatever. I think I think that's my most improved team, and that, I think I'm going to be rooting for them a lot. I can't believe I'm going to be rooting for Toronto. 
Gross. <laughs> I'm jumping on the bandwagon. All right, guys. Uh, I think that's it. Chris, you got anything else to say before we log off? Thanks and gigum. Gigum. All right, guys. This has been Starcast Joker March, the only Dallas Stars fan-led podcast. Uh, today's episode was brought to you by Cowboys Talk, the Dallas Cowboys discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. And thank you, Chris, for not interrupting me that time. Rude. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at StarCastigar. You can also follow us on Facebook and get that ugly face off of your face right now. See, that made no sense. That was stupid. <laughs> yeah, you can find us on Facebook at StarCastigarMarks and then also our YouTube channel. Comment below and tell us why why you think that we're stupid or whatever, and then also Ryan's stupid, and I'm a genius. No, 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 no. And then you can also uh, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, or on, or there on YouTube as well. Toronto. Yes, Toronto. I will be Toronto. Toronto. <laughs> Goodbye, guys. We'll see y'all on the flip side. Toronto. Toronto.